Podcast Ouija Cast, Episode 11, Danny Sparrow of Pitbull Printing. podcast for screen printers and garment decorators. The purpose of SqueegeeCast is to help you better your products, processes, and knowledge in the garment decorating field. Please visit SqueegeeCast.com and share your input and opinions. You can find us on a variety of social networks, so please support SqueegeeCast by liking, sharing, and following. Hello everybody, Philip Hicks here. Welcome to this episode of SqueegeeCast. Today, my guest is Danny Spiro of Pitbull Printing, which is located in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Hello, Danny. How are you doing today? Hey, Philip. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a beautiful day here in Sacramento, California, and I've uh, been looking forward to having this talk with you. Right on. Yeah, I just got back from Cuba, and it was my uh, batteries are fully charged, ready to take on the world. Yeah. All right. Wow, Cuba. Things are opening up for us Americans there. I know you guys have been always been able to go there, but things are looking like they're opening up for Americans now. Yeah, that's true. I was actually speaking with uh, there's a family that we know down there very well, and they they mentioned that uh, there was just a huge cruise liner that was down there with uh, filled with Americans. So that'd be really great for their economy. So they live on next to nothing, right? So any all the tourism, more people coming there, so it'll be good help for them. Yeah, it'll be great. And Americans you know, want to go there. Um, being from Florida, that's where I'm originally from. There's many people that have family and stuff there, and it'll be good to unite these two countries. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long time coming. It's too long. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful country. Well, I'm glad you were able to uh, get charged up there and get ready to get back to work. Yes, me too. I was somewhat dreading coming back. <laughs> just because the workload was actually getting a little high just before I left. And then while I was gone, of course, uh, more work came along. So it's been a little hectic since I got back. But that's all right. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's a good quality of problems to have in a printing business. Oh, you know it. So, Danny, why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your business, Pitbull Printing? Well, we're a new company, uh, roughly... We've been running for a little over a year now. We do screen printing, vinyl, uh, embroidery, sublimation, all kinds of garment decorations. We're looking into DTG right now because well, that is pretty much going to be the future. That's just the way it goes. So we've got to stay current, right? Uh, yes. This is going really well, though. Actually, maybe a little too well. I wake up. I have my breakfast. I work, 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 work until maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. Then I go to bed, and apparently I still work in my sleep. <laughs> my fiancé tells me that I'm always talking about screens and, and ink uh-huh. in my sleep, so I guess there's no real rest for the wicked. <laughs> right. But, but I enjoy it, so I enjoy every bit of it. I know that you're involved in the um, some of the Facebook groups on printing. I think they're a really good tool. Oh, for sure. It seems like you have a lot of passion. I think that's the number one thing you need to succeed. Yeah, I am all in, 100%. <laughs> that's it. And I got a decent hand, too. I might have an ace up my sleeve. <laughs> that's good. That's good. 
uh, just passionate about it in general anyway, all the different, all aspects of it, from the design to the printing, even dealing with the customers, every bit of it. And uh, for the moment, it's mostly myself and my fiance that handle pretty much everything. Like occasionally we'll have other people coming over to help us print. It's been pretty grueling, but we uh, we have our shop set up. Our retail spot's going to be set up in town next month, and we have a couple employees lined up. So that's going to, and maybe I'll get to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> that that would be good. You do need to mind your sleep. That's true. <laughs> um, well, is there a lot of competition right there on the on the island? Not a whole lot in my town. There's actually none. That's one of the reasons I decided to to go for it and invest a lot of money into a lot of really nice equipment. There's, yeah, my town, there's none. There are maybe six other shops within maybe uh, 50 kilometers. Mm-hmm. They have their, their standard business. Like they have their sports teams and the schools. And so they, you know, their clientele that they've had for the last few decades. Right. All right so they're set in their ways. They don't really... I don't think they feel the need to be impressive as where I'll do anything. If I don't know how to do something, if somebody wants a certain thing done, no problem. That's what Google's for. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I'm not afraid to try anything new. I think printers or businesses that um, are set in their ways and are not adapting the whole social media and web-based world that we live in now. It's so true. There's uh, some really great local printers here and their uh, their internet presence is basic actually some there's nothing there is absolutely nothing and other ones they're a little little half-assed with it but it's important like we get i would say 90 percent of our business through social media it's so easy to find things like i before the interview looked up pitbull printing yep. found about 10 then i looked around at uh, uh glace bay nova scotia um, where you're actually located. I was looking at neat little things, and you were, just before the interview, you said you stopped by the chips truck. So I was like, what the heck is a chips truck? So I uh, <laughs> typed in um, chips truck, Glace Bay, Nova Scotia, and they got a Facebook page, and it's this um, old truck that was... Uh, it was it, uh, blue? Yeah, it was the blue truck. Yeah, that truck has been going, I think, since the dawn of time. <laughs> It actually on the Facebook it said uh, since 1946. Oh wow, that's 70 years, man. So uh, that's pretty incredible. I guess it is really good chips. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> it looked like it. In fact, if I end up in uh, that area, um, I would definitely go by and get some from the chips yeah. truck. <laughs> it's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty cool. And the other pictures of the island. Um, it's really, really pretty. It looks like you have a nice place to live. Yeah, it is. It's a really nice place to live. I mean, you'll always get people that are not happy, I guess, wherever they live. Right. You will always find something wrong, but you make it, what you make it is what it'll be, right? You make the best of things, and I couldn't be happier here. I absolutely love it here. I lived here my whole life, and I don't have plans on moving anywhere else. I wouldn't mind owning a place in uh, in Vancouver, mm-hmm. but... That's for another time. Like down the road, who knows, right? Right, right. If I play my cards right and business goes as well as it keeps on as it is, then uh, yeah, that's a possibility. 
you travel, went to Cuba. You don't need to always move where it is. You can always visit. Well, you can buy a home, kind of like a cottage, I guess, right on the beach in Cuba for $3,000. You can own it. But they're only available to Cubans. You can always get a Cuban wife. (laughs) 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 You know, there's ways around everything, right? Oh, there are ways around everything. Well, how did you get started in this, decide to get into this? Well, uh, I've been interested in it since I was probably about 16. I had a, a skateboard shop. I used to sell skateboards and everything to do with them when I was a kid. And uh, a lot of the shirts that I was selling, back then it was common for uh, skateboard companies to basically take a popular logo of a, a very established company and put their name on it. Kind of just as a mockery type thing, right? It wasn't like saying that they designed it. But I thought, hey, why not just make something myself just to see? So I went there to a can of spray paint and uh, cut a little stencil on cardboard and uh, yeah, printed my first shirt back then. It was about, probably about 20 years ago. I don't know if anybody ever bought it because I sold that company to my local competition and that shirt went with it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I highly doubt anyone actually bought it. But, yeah, since then, I've actually had a really big interest in it. I haven't really pursued it. Just uh, a couple years ago, I was uh, the president of a, a local motorcycle club. And this club would was always buying new, new shirts, new sweaters, everything like that. And so I was dealing with, a, like, a, I guess my competition. And um, I decided, you know what? It's time to get the middleman and start making these myself, and get, and then use like my background with graphic design and web design to uh, to put me towards some good use, right? To put that to use. So, what ended up happening is that I talked to my friend uh, Vince. He works at a somewhat local shop. They do signs, embroidery, you know, all kinds of things. And I offered him some help just to go in and learn the ropes and give them a hand and see what I can figure out. And within a couple of months, I was researching and ordering my own equipment to get pit bull printing set up. And it was uh, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Well, it sounds like you're um, really off to a great start. That's a hell of a learning curve. Where, where, do you, where did you start with your go-to for information your, from your suppliers as, as far as like technical? what equipment to buy and all that. It's... Uh, a lot of research. A lot of it, um, a lot of message boards. So a lot of house printers seem to be kind of free with their information once you get to know them, right? So I've had a lot of help with from a lot of people online through uh, message boards and even some Facebook groups. There's some really good ones out there that are really active and people are more than happy to, uh, to give you a hand, to help you out, to help you uh, point in the, the right direction. But you always got to, like, kind of take it, take it with a grain of salt. Like, you don't really know if, if everything that this random person on the Internet is saying is true. So you got to speak with the manufacturers and the suppliers and look up the specifications and, and do your actual homework, too. But it was a good spot. It was a, a good way to get started, to be pointed into the right direction. So that was a big help. Uh, you seem to be somewhat remote. It's a large community there and a lot of things going on, a lot of activity, but is it hard getting any supplies or some of the screen printing stuff up there? For the first while, I was getting everything sent from Toronto, but I was messaged out of the blue 
from a, a company that's in Halifax. That's about four hours away, and they supply ink. They have pretty much everything that you need except for the garments. So I've been dealing with them mostly lately, I guess, for uh, for my supplies. But as for the apparel, that's the standard companies, you know, the big guys. That's mostly who I've been dealing with. Denver, Alpha Broader, Technosport, all those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So shipping can be pain in the butt sometimes, and it's getting anything from the states. Like, actually, I just ordered a couple things from Ryanet from just for some supplies that they don't have here in the, at the spot in Halifax. But the exchange rate is so oh my, the Canadian dollar is not what it used to be. <laughs> so I'm just hoping I don't get stuck with some duty on the way, right? Right. That's what was my next question as far as customs and problems with uh, getting things back and forth. Yeah, so far, so good. We had to get a broker to have uh, the press delivered in, the conveyor dryer in. But uh, everything else, that works there pretty good. No uh, no real duty problems, obviously, with the stuff that I'm getting from Canada, but hopefully it hopefully keeps on that way from the States because I've yet to get stuck with a duty oh. duty fee from the States. Great. So. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, knock on wood. I noticed on your uh, Facebook page that you've had some power problems recently. Oh, yeah, oh, that's been the bane of my existence. I'm telling you, it's absolutely foolish. A few months ago, we and a lot of the island uh, was out of power. We were out for three days straight, like no power at all. And, uh, well, obviously that set us back. And, of course, we were already behind schedule before the power went out. <laughs> But ever since, the lights have been, like, flickering to the point where it kind of gives you headaches. And I was slightly concerned about about the dryers and things not getting the right wattage, going up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't know if that would cause any problems to the, the components or whatnot. So I've been trying not to... It's, it's hard to guess when the lights were going to work right or not. Yeah. <laughs> how how can you predict that? Right, right? Like yeah. I don't know. But anyway, they came um, two nights ago, and they were out there for maybe five hours, and everything is finally tickety boo. Everything's all good to go. Oh, great, great, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, oh, major major relief. Being from Florida, I've been through quite a few hurricanes. When I was young, I used to like hope for them because I've been out of school and stuff. Later, I was like, I don't want anything. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> But the, usually the end result was a couple of days without power, at least. And this was in the middle of winter, and it was absolutely freezing. It was so cold that you could leave a beer out, and it'll still be cold the next day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have a, a nice power generator that was set up, so we were all right. Oh, okay, cool. That's neat. So I'm looking forward to going back to Florida sometime. I was there as a child. We went to uh, Disneyland and, uh, what was it, uh, Paramount? Yeah, Paramount. So. Yeah, but that it was awesome. But how you mentioned the, the weather, that was something else. It was one minute, it would be spilling, absolutely, like raining golf balls. Then, like, ten minutes later, it would be dry as a bone, it would be all gone and evaporated. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sandy soil, usually it just, you know, soaks in there. It is definitely, when it rains... In Florida, it's coming down usually pretty heavy. We don't have those like light, misty. Here in California, it hardly rains at all. They really need it. Um, but when it does, it's um, and this is Northern California. 
It's kind of like that just gray all day long. It just drizzles yeah. all day long. It's kind of depressing. Where in Florida, if it rains, you know, you're soaking wet, <laughs> and it comes down and it just stops. Well, it could be worse. It could be hail the size of golf balls. I was there uh, two years ago. I was uh, doing the cabin trail on my, my motorcycle, and this was in the middle of summer. Absolutely beautiful day, like really, really, really hot. You get a sunburn if you go outside for longer than 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, it uh, started raining. I mean, not raining, hailing, about the size of a size of a marble. And I was on my I was on my bike. <laughs> I wasn't dressed for that kind of stuff because it was a great day. Holy crap, that was a, so. Luckily enough, I was about maybe three five minutes away from a really good burger joint. So yeah, I pulled into there and had some food. And by the time I was finished, the hail had passed. So. I also looked at that um, Cabot Trail that you spoke of on the internet, and that's a really beautiful area. And you say you ride a motorcycle through there, and that's got to even be much more pleasurable. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Um, yeah, I ride a bike too. I think uh, we had that in common before we spoke earlier. And uh, I've got an old uh, 83 Yamaha Venture, you know, touring bike. I think you're a Triumph rider, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I have a Triumph Rocket 3. The thing has that much power, it could probably tow a fifth wheel. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's insane. But it handles like a smaller bike. Like They designed it really well. The center of balance, the center, I mean, center of gravity is just smack dab in the middle. For, an heavy, for a heavy bike, you just pull that throttle and that's going up on one wheel no matter what. Without a backrest, it's like my fiance is on the back at first. Oh my gosh, she was terrified. You just bump it a little too much and like you know she lifts off so but it's great to take that thing around the trail just camp pull into a random spot and doesn't even have to be a campground we just spend the night wherever we feel like <laughs> and it, it's amazing it's really nice there's some really nice beaches especially up around Inganish and Shetty Camp yeah there's some really 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 nice spots and the ride itself is awesome too I mean there's a lot of a lot of turns there's a lot of hills there's a, the scenery surrounding you is all mountains and trees and the ocean. It's beautiful. I highly, highly recommend it. Actually, I would like to try to get up there. I really would. I've always kind of thought about that area. I had a scoutmaster a long time ago go to um, the Bay of Fundy area and brought back pictures and talked about it, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're a fellow scout. I was a scout as a kid, too. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah. No, you need to be. <laughs> no, definitely. It was. It was. It had a huge impact on my life and a, a huge influence. That's good. Yeah. No, me too. I've just been thinking. Um, if I get some time eventually, if that ever happens again, I'd like to maybe donate some time to skits. Yes. Yes. And uh, and help the kids with things like that because it's it's a great thing. Like nowadays, I find too many kids are just glued to their phones. They're they're not outdoors enough. They're not experiencing life as, as they should, as, as I did when I was growing up. I was always outside. Right. So it would be nice to give back. It would be nice to give back, and I've, I've had the same thoughts. Um, I need to uh, carve out some time, because a lot of times if we wait for time to do things, it never happens. That's true. I mean, right now, you're trying to grow your business. I'd focus on that for a little bit. There'll be a stable time. There will be. We're just about to open our, our actual retail locations of that on top of I don't know how many orders are on the job board but there's a lot 
And then uh, we're setting up a booth at uh, the Cape Breton Bike Rally that's coming up this summer. And uh, it's actually going to be pretty cool. We're having a, a really huge, oversized-looking doghouse designed <laughs> for our booth. And what I'm going to do is uh, we have a lot of motorcycle-related shirt designs that we've designed, and we're going to be pre-printing them on plastic transfers. Uh-huh. And taking boxes and boxes and boxes and racks of shirts. So at the rally, the person, oh, yeah, it's actually to uh, how they're going to see them is uh, we have a poster display, you know, like the ones you'll see on a Walmart or whatever. You flip through it and you see the posters. Well, yes. It's one of those. So we're going to put maybe four designs, I guess, on each side, and the people can, they can flip through the poster display and see which design they like. And I'll uh, heat press it right at the rally. Kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a good marketing idea. So you're screen printing transfers. A lot of uh, a lot of people don't know how to do that. Everybody's scared of their own shadow. You just got to dive in. Yeah, I, I actually like that. A really good way of doing some things. It is. I've, I've probably learned, from, I guess, maybe at least half of what I know was just by, just on a whim. If somebody wants this, okay, no problem. I'll say yes to it, and then figure out how to do it. <laughs> that can-do attitude will take you far, that's for sure. I hope so. I'm enjoying the process anyway. Yeah, we'll give you a lot of stress, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear you. I'm in, I'm in it for the long haul, so right now I'm basically balls to the wall. Get as much done as I can without burning myself out. That's the goal for now. <laughs> Probably the hardest thing I see small business owners, um, since since it's their company and they have all the love and passion for what they're doing, they know the customer that's behind it, and that they, that's their re- reputation, and their um, it's their personal thing out there. That when when they get around to delegating to their employees, um, the employees aren't going to do it at at their level or at hundred percent. They tend to be micromanagers and you know not want to delegate as much stuff off because it won't be done as well as they. But it's just something that um, you're going to have to work at and overcome because you know your efforts can only go far, and uh, the efforts of other people are what really are going to take you to like a further level. I've read that that uh, I'm looking forward to the day, but in the meantime, I like I genuinely I really do enjoy. Basically, every aspect of this business, even like customer relations, that actually takes up a little too much of my time. But but it's important, and I feel as if I have to be the person to to reply to people, to talk to them. Because at this point, I don't have the full trust to, to in order to, to delegate that to somebody else. Like I've uh, here in Grace Bay, there's uh, there's not a whole lot of of uh, of work, there's not a whole lot of jobs, but there's a lot of call centers around the area. So I've been, I've had technical support experience, or experience, which taught me quite a bit about customer relationships and how to how to speak with people. So that that was a, that's been a really big help because we've had nothing but great reviews all across the board, even like from from the fence to uh, customer satisfaction, just in how we deal with people. So there was say there was a job that took way longer than it should have. Let's just say, <laughs> and we were left a five star review. 
So just in how I handled the delays and things like that. That stuff's there. It's really, really important. You've got to treat your customers right or they won't come back. No, that's definitely true. And that'd probably be the last thing you would ever relinquish as owners. Um, you know, that would be one of the last steps. You know, start with the uh, sc- screen reclaiming. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. I've already started there. <laughs> that, oh, 100%. I don't know how many times I felt like just punching through these screens, but I didn't. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it just doesn't want to come off, but, you know. And I've, uh, I've had help. One of my one of my friends actually helped me for a, for a little while, but he's deaf. He he can't hear a thing. And uh, so he was, uh, he was reclaiming some screens. He couldn't hear the pressure washer. He had that thing just cranked way, way too high. And then he, when he was, like, wiping the screens down, he was scrubbing it, but the, I could hear him from over the other side of the, the room and the amount of pressure that he was putting on it. <laughs> and, and he just wouldn't listen either. He was one of, yeah. But it, it worked out pretty good. There was no actual damage done, but that whole that barrier was a little difficult to overcome. But he's, it's hard to let I can't not have him work because he's a great worker. He's a workhorse. He's the kind of guy that says, once he's done with something, he doesn't even have to ask you what to do next. He's looking for something to do. Like that's well, that's great. Oh yeah, that's amazing. It's hard to find people like that. That's true. And when you find them, you want to hold on to them and uh, uh, keep things going. You just uh, get you know once he gets uh, what's important on as far as where the safety, you know, what's dangerous for a screen or what have you, then. Uh, yeah. He'll be on his way. You won't have to worry about it. It took him a while. It took him some convincing before he would even put on some uh, headphones. We have some noise cancellation. And it, with with the pressure washer and then the washout poof, that gets pretty loud. Oh, yeah. It's real loud. I, it's, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to affect his ears because he's already completely deaf. But even things like wearing gloves. He's a, he was kind of a you know a tough guy. I don't need that type thing. But I'm like, no, wear this. It's a safety thing. You don't want these chemicals getting into your hands. You want to be, you know, you, you got to stay safe. So he eventually listened. <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, kind of up to you as owner to ensure that that stuff goes on because people tend not to use safety stuff. I know I was bad at that, really bad at wanting to use my safety equipment. As a business owner, you're, you know, responsible for the well-being of... Yeah, it's super important. The last thing I'd want to do would be to cause any any problems to anybody. And I'm only going to work with people that are not idiots. I'm not going to work with somebody with a really bad attitude or somebody that's, that, that you know, somebody negative to somebody that you don't want to be around. That's not going to happen. I don't care. I'm, they could be the best printer in the world, but if they have that kind of attitude, they're not going to be working for me. But he has a great attitude. They all, so far, everybody's had uh, some really, really, really good attitudes. So, well, that's what they say. The number one thing in an employee is like integrity. Yes, that's, that's before intelligence, and that's before most everything. A hundred percent. Well, it sounds like you're lucky as far as when you get going on and you start hiring people. The fact that you've made a statement that um, Glace Bay area does doesn't have a lot of um, employment right now. You should be in a, uh, you know, the employer's market type of thing. Oh, for sure. It's set up. I'm, I'm set up. If I play my cards right, uh, things are going to turn out very, very, very well. I've already exceeded my expectations, to be honest. I can't keep up with, with the current jobs. 
So that's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah, well, it also seems like it's you're getting out what you put into it. I mean, by going on your Facebook page, I see that you're active and touching ground with your customer base and, and yes. you know, letting people know what's going on. Also, your web uh, your website's really nice, and you said you came from some graphic design web-based stuff, so that probably explains that one. Yeah, I actually used to run a, a web hosting company for a while, and one of them was for, uh, I don't want to say the name because the new site isn't up yet, but it's going to be a future brand that we have in the work. Mm -hmm. This this company, what we well, what I did, it was uh, free web hosting for for artists oh. and for musicians, for, for creative people. Yes. So that was great, but the name was actually really cool, so I don't know how I got on this topic, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's going to be a really cool uh, brand that we have in the works, and I can't wait to get to it because one of the initial reasons that I uh, decided to actually get into this was to work on uh, my own ideas. Oh, right. Um, like graphics of our own, but I guess I'm, uh, <laughs> I was a little better at marketing and getting generating customers than I, than I expected, so I've been doing nothing but printing for other people. Yes. So soon enough, once that job board's cleared, that's it. It's time to get get down and dirty with uh, with stuff of our own. Right. And if you have, you know, if you've got niche markets and things where you know exactly where to market it, um, you, you'll probably do well. Many, many screen printers um, think they're going to be um, create a uh, like a clothing line that would uh, be inter oh, yes. you know, nationally known. And um, many of them try because I mean, obviously, you got the presses. It's not a lot of um, you know, you can do it pretty easily to start out, but it's it is a tough, yeah. tough market to crack. However, like if you know exactly uh, what market you're trying to market your designs to, and that's kind of niched, I would say, you know, kind of a, yeah. um, you, then that's where um, that's where you can really succeed. And yeah, you're right. It has to be that way too. I think I think the days of new Nikes coming along and things like that. That's it. We're done. I would say, same as I guess like new masses touring bands type thing. It's it is more specific now. Yes. Whereas one of the brands coming up is a it's a biker related brand, and and like that's going to go over actually really really well. You kind of got to make what's real. You got to be true to yourself, or. Well, it won't work out. <laughs> Just plain as simple as that. That so. that is true. A lot of people try to force themselves in careers and things that are they have no passion for, and they can't. So you can't be real about it. No. And it shows. It shows in the cracks. Another reason too that I decided to get this on the go is there's a few. Well, a friend of mine, Ryan Porter, he has a a brand, local brand here, Bayboy Clothing. It's it's Place Bay, right? That's her. That's her town. But his market is small. But yeah. the loyalty is huge. Like people will buy every single thing that he makes. And uh, there's another company that's actually doing really well, called East Coast Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This guy started with an $800 loan from his father, and now he's uh, he's working with like uh, NHL players and Wu Tang Clan. He even met Barack Obama. <laughs> so he's and you go to the store, liquor store, get a case of beer, and there'll be one of their shirts in in one of the boxes. So he's they they got this dialed in, and then 
actually, you know what? He, the owner, I forget his name, would make an amazing guest. Just to stop, just tossing it out there. <laughs> I'd like to hear what he has to say. Oh, no, in fact... Um SqueegeeCast is always looking for great ideas for guests. Um, if anyone out there is listening, has ideas, um, you can send me an email at philip at squeegeecast.com. Yeah, we're always looking for good people, and it's good guests, and it can be anything related to the garment printing industry. And to be on the um, you know, non-printing side, like you know, a broker or even a customer, we'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Oh, that's great. After the show here, you can send me a link or something or, a, you know, contact information. I'd like to contact people. I will, I will definitely do that. I'd love to hear him on your show because him being local and such a huge success, like, I mean, doing very, very, very well. And uh, and your podcast is so great. It would just be like the perfect comment, perfect storm. I'd love to hear that episode. <laughs> Well, thank you on, on the positive comments there. I'm, uh, we're, we're trying. We're growing slowly, and um, it takes people like you that are willing to donate a little bit of time and effort to have a conversation here. Uh, more than happy. I'm really glad you contacted me. He, actually, most of the time I'll look through Facebook, and I'll find someone that's really doing some interesting things. And I think people that are active on Facebook trying to help other screen printers out would... Um, you know, be, you know, good guests. Yeah. And Danny actually took his time out to uh, write to me about how he appreciated the podcast. I really appreciated that. So we started talking a little bit and uh, voila, here he is. And I'm really glad things are happening. And I, I think to support your small community up there, working with that, it's it's almost magical. It's passion. It's, it's passion. Once you love something, you tend to, to stick with it. And we need you know, as much help as we can get around to. So, you know what? I'm, I'm doing it. I'm all in. I remember, um, you know, when I had a small business in Florida, I, I remember listening to NPR, and, and they were talking about how the best thing a community can do for itself is to support each other. When Whenever it was possible, I would buy from the closest thing from my home or my shop to get what I needed, if it worked out. And obviously, you know, there's some big box stores, you know, like a Walmart or something yeah. like that, where it's just sometimes you can't ignore the economics of the situation. But if I could, um, like a tire store, you know, Walmart does tires and they do it cheaper yeah. than your local um, guy on the corner. However, it's not that much of a difference on, on something like a tire. So I started going to the closest, you know, my neighborhood tire store and trying to support my neighbors. And... Yeah. Um, my efforts are small, but, you know, like we're talking, and I talk to other people. If more people do those efforts, that just helps out the community. Yeah, and just think how much that is, how much more that is appreciated than if you, from the small guy, if you were to go to the bigger guy, they're, they're not going to give a crap. It doesn't matter. If you were to go to, you know, your local tire shop, it's uh, yeah, a thousand times better to go that way. It's a boost to your economy. It's a boost to their businesses. It's a nice thing. It's the right thing to do, to be honest. Sometimes it's a little difficult when, if the price change is actually pretty high. You know, it can be a tough decision. It depends on what you're buying, right? Right. And, and it's just something that needs to be considered. So now when I walk through life, I consider 
trying to go as local as I can with all my purchases. And, you know, quite honestly, sometimes the local supplier or service person there, they might be not good at it. They might be, yeah. um, might be a crappy tire store, you know. You know, just because he's around the corner doesn't mean you go to him, but it's, it's something that we as um, people should consider uh, trying to stay in our community as much as possible and, you know, when it's a good idea. Very true, especially in a town where the economy is bad. Like here, there, we really don't have a whole lot of work. I mean, we have, we have some call centers, which do, you know, technical support for a lot of the big computer companies. But lately, it's it's actually really cool to see a lot of people that are taking things into their own hands. And uh, tech, the tech industry here, not necessarily just Glace Bay, but within Cape Breton, is actually excelling. Like there's some companies around here that are producing world class software that uh, are actually dominating their specific markets. So it's uh, actually my brother works for a company. Here, what they do, they make uh, software for music festivals. The company's called Mercado, and uh, they are doing fantastic. And it was just mm-hmm. all born from an, I- an idea here in, uh, it was in Sydney, that's the next town over. And they're doing really great. So the, the tech industry is doing really well. Aside from that, there's not really a whole lot of options. You basically got to take things into your own hands, unless you don't want to be uh, flipping burgers or working at a call center, so. And there's nothing wrong with either of those those jobs, don't get me wrong, like, that, that's fine. I worked in the call, one of the call centers for a few years myself, so. I would think, this, is the fishing industry strong there, or? What's that? The fishing industry, because you're right there. Uh... Yeah, that is, that's actually doing very well, too. The fishing industry is still doing very well. A few of my uh, good friends actually own their own boats, and I was talking to them, to them about it, because, uh, one of them was looking for the vinyl for the side of his boat. And the amount of red tape and hoops that they have to jump through for uh, for for their licenses and for all of their quotas and all these different stuff, it's really rigorous. Like, it's, uh, they have it hard. Like, they, they're hard, hard workers. They deserve uh, as much money as they can get. Just, just speaking with them, I mean, these guys are not no bullshit kind of guys. They'll tell you exactly how it is. Yeah, they certainly put their time in. So fishing is fishing is still uh, still a, a decent thing around here. That's still going good. It was mining for the longest time. Coal mining was uh, a very very big deal. But we were kind of threw over by a company. I don't really want to get into the details a whole lot because I don't want to make any mistakes with that with the information. But that's that's pretty much done for now. However, there is a mine about. 15 minutes away from where I live that they're uh, working on opening back up again. So that would be some that would be some more jobs. And some more customers for you to sell t-shirts. Oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this has uh, been a really good conversation. I really like the fact that the screen printing industry is alive and well in a, in a, in a small town in a remote part of the world. What I saw on the internet is a really, really beautiful area. It sure is. And it's it's neat to see the you know his little picture in other people's lives. You have to make your way over someday. I think I will. I have a place for you to stay. I have uh, oh, whatever you need. I'll take care of. Okay. Okay. I'll just we'll go for a nice ride around the cabin trail. Yeah, I just got to see if I can bring my bike up there too. 
Hey, I can even get you a bike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a great invitation and one that I would love to take you up on. We'll, we'll let time tell on that one. I know those areas where I lived in Europe for a while, colder climates tend to make up for lost time when, when the uh, spring and summer hits. When the flowers and things bloom, it, it's like they're making up for lost time. They were having to sleep longer in the colder climate, and it's really beautiful. I mean, Florida, we don't have a big climate change. Yeah. Sometimes the people don't appreciate life as much as I think people that live in a much northern climate like you do. I think you're on to something there. Like having four seasons, which are, can be very drastic, it, it uh, keeps the pep in your step. Like you appreciate <laughs> yeah. one season, and just as much, just as you're about to get kind of tired of it, here comes along another one. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Here comes winter. You get the first bit of snow. You're like, awesome. And then about two days later, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then you're, you can't wait for the spring. And then uh, the fall is actually beautiful, especially for for the Cabot Trail. If you were ever to come here, it would be it would be hard uh, to recommend a time because the summer is awesome. But the fall, when the, when the leaves change around the trail, it's it's something else. It's really nice to see. You should look up on YouTube. You'll you'll probably find some cool videos on there. Well, just doing some research and stuff. Glace Bay's got several songs written about it. Um, they've had uh, several um, you know national or internationally known hockey players come out of that area. Um, some other famous people. It's not like a yeah. You know, there's there's stuff going on up there and uh, important things. People doing some really special stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of culture here. But I really appreciate you taking your time to to, to talk to me. Not a problem. I really appreciate the, uh, the invitation. Thank you so much. I'm going to have some contact information on the webpage uh, below this episode. So if you need to contact Danny, we'll put whatever he wants there. Maybe you can help some other screen printers out with uh, your experience. Always happy to help. All right, Danny. I hope you have a great evening. And um, I thank you very much for being on the show. You too. Thanks again. Best of luck with the rest of the show. And keep with it. Keep it going. It's a, it's a really great show. 